0: Recently, we launched a rent versus own calculator that you can find on our website. It's a free downloadable. We highly encourage people to go check it out, mess around with it, and, and plug in some information, whether you own a house or you're thinking about owning a house, or maybe someday you'll think about owning a house. We think it's a great tool to help you see all the different pieces of the picture. And uh, So, yeah, jump on our website, meetingover.money, and, and grab that file it's it's all free but on the on the heels of us releasing that just hours after the podcast came about came out about that calculator i received a phone call from my friend jeff who is a real estate agent and when he wanted to talk i thought uh-oh uh-oh i wonder what jeff thought of this because the question that i asked in this episode was is it a good financial decision to buy a house And I make the argument that for many, it might not be. But then I also go on to say, but we don't make decisions around finances all the time. Sometimes it may not be a good financial decision, but maybe it's the best life decision. And my friend Jeff, he wanted to talk about the calculator. Uh, So I I was excited to to hear what he had to say. Uh, I love feedback, good feedback, terrible feedback. I love feedback. And Jeff, Jeff said, Travis, I think you're spot on with the way you framed it up, the way that you explained it and the different factors that you've implemented into this calculator, I think you're dead on. And I'm thinking, okay, good. What's the but? And then he said, but we don't live in a vacuum. And that launched us into a whole new conversation. And his point was this. His point was, Travis, what you're saying, this idea that That renting and then investing the difference, mathematically, it really builds equity and it's very powerful and it's a compelling argument as opposed to buying a house. He said, that is true, except you're relying on people to actually follow through and do it. He says, but we don't live in a vacuum. We live in the real world. We're humans and we don't always do that. And I, I, I think he makes a very fair point. And I told him, as he's telling me the story, I said, Jeff, we need to do an episode called We Don't Live in a Vacuum because you are right, we don't live in a vacuum. And we talked about the different pieces and the realities of a lot of people, maybe himself included, and, and me too, that what mathematically might be true if you follow XYZ plan, but then life happens we might not follow XYZ plan. And he asked me a question. He said, would you agree, Travis, that it wouldn't be as good if you didn't follow through with the investing side of it if you're renting? And I said, man, absolutely. I said, if somebody were to say, hey, Travis, I agree with you, except I'm not actually going to invest. I'm not actually even going to save that money. I'm just going to use that excess money to consume. I would say you're probably off buying a house no matter what, then. There is no scenario then where, where renting is better than buying because you're truly you're on a one-way way track to gain no progress if that's the way you're gonna handle it. And and Jeff points out, and, and Jeff and I have had a lot of a lot of conversations over the last year, and 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 he says, you know, Travis, your advice is great if you follow it. Which, which I appreciate because it's meant to follow, be followed. And if you don't follow it, yeah, there's going to be some negative consequences. If you live your life in a way that what I say might be true, but you don't actually follow through with it, there's going to be some negative consequences. And I think this whole rent versus buy is a prime example. If you are renting... And taking advantage of the cost savings and actually building something versus the idea that you're going to rent and any cost savings you're going to consume and and blow and, and frivolously spend makes a world of difference. And I think that's worth talking about because we don't live in a vacuum. We talk often about the behavioral science of money and why we do the crazy things that we do and there is a reality, we are human. Very few of us are going to escape the realities of our, of, our, of our frail wiring when it comes to emotions and impulse and losing sight of the bigger picture. A lot of us are going to make mistakes along the way because we are human, myself included, my wife included, many of my clients included, all of my clients included. It is going to happen. So where the rubber meets the road, in my opinion, is whether we want to concede that we're human and we don't live in a vacuum or whether we want to recognize we're human and we don't live in a vacuum and then create the intentionality behind it. And I think that's where we go with a lot of with a lot of folks in this money stuff is recognizing I think we need to look in the mirror and recognize we are human. We are susceptible to these these nuances and these these failings that we have. And when we know that's how we're wired, we can take steps to safeguard ourselves. For example, for us and, and, and many others that I have the privilege of working with, the monthly budget Is a safeguard against our own wiring. When we have a very clear plan, because we're making the plan in a good state of mind, we're making the plan when there's no chaos around us, hopefully we can carve out some time, when life doesn't feel like it's on fire at the moment, life might be on fire but not at the moment, and we take some time and we intentionally decide where are we going to spend, where are we going to save, where are we going to give, and put some real structure around it. And then this is the important part. And then we commit to following through. We can't say we're going to do something and then do something else. My wife and I, we just moved. We just moved from one place in the town to another place in the same town. So not a far move. Life didn't change that much, but there's a lot of costs that go into moving. So knowing that, we set aside some money at the beginning of the month, knowing the move was going to happen, knowing we're going to need to buy a couch, and we're, to to we're going to buy some, some, some new beds for the kids and some other things. I'm building a gym in my basement. Oh, it's so much fun. And we set aside the money. Well, here we are. The month is you know two-thirds over when I'm recording this, and we're essentially out of money from what we budgeted. But there are still some things that are important to us. that that are very important to my wife that we haven't bought yet so we're committed to our plan our plan was to spend a certain amount of money on these things we've spent that much money but there's still some other things that we want to to get so the conversation my wife and I had the other day is right, we'll just we're gonna wait till next month we'll plan next month and then we'll go we're not gonna go out blow up our budget because we want to buy something now. No, we put structure around it. We are committed to following through with our plan, even when we don't want to, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's not convenient. That is one of the ways that we can get around this notion that we don't live in a vacuum. Because if, I, if it were up to me, and I was left to my own devices, I probably would have blown this thing out of the water. I would have gotten nicer gym equipment, I would have gone all in, I would have gotten more things, we would have gotten better furniture, we would have done all sorts of things. But we are committed to following through with the plan that we set forth. The other thing we need to do, because after all, we're human, is we need to continue, continually Remind ourselves of the bigger picture. Sure, this idea that we're going to rent and then invest versus buy. Again, we're not living in a vacuum. There's a real chance that you just take that extra money and you just go spend it. That's, that's real. But we have to keep in mind the bigger picture. Why are we doing this? And for a lot of my clients, and I could put myself in that same camp, During a period of renting, it's a good time to build something. It's a good time to to build up, whether that's some retirement, or it's a good time to build up the down payment for the house you will buy, or it's a good time to invest in something else that's important, that matters. And it's easy on a day-to-day to to just say, you know, uh, I'll get around to that next month or the month after or six months from now. It's easy to do that it's because it's it's easier to say well i kind of want to go on that trip let's just book it and go that's easier it's harder when we we take a moment to pause and ask ourselves okay why are we really doing this what's the what's the really important reason we're doing this and it harkens back to when my wife and i had that conversation years ago about Her desire to stay at home with our kids. And we thought, okay, if we're gonna do that, we ought to start making decisions every month to get us there. And at the time, it felt so far into the future. But as I can attest, that so far into the future eventually becomes our present, and then it becomes our past. We will reap what we sow. We will have to live with the consequences tomorrow of today's decisions. And that's still you. Five years from now, Travis, it feels off in the distance, but someday it's going to feel real close to home. Someday I'm going to be living in that reality, and I'm either going to be thanking five years ago, Travis, or I'm going to be cursing out five years ago, Travis. I've had a lot of seasons in life where I've cursed out five years ago, Travis. So we have that choice to make. Anytime we make these choices, we have to remember we don't live in a vacuum. We all have our own shortcomings. Jeff is very transparent about his. I I hope I am as well about my shortcomings. And it's important that we recognize what those shortcomings are and then take steps to remedy it and safeguard ourselves against ourselves. I think that's an important thing to do. One, one other example I want to close with. We talk a lot about generosity on this podcast. I believe in generosity. Uh, just co-wrote a book about generosity with my friend, Dr. Gary Hoag. It's, it's a devotional about generosity and community. You can also find that on the website as a free downloadable. And so we, I talk about generosity a lot because I believe in it so deeply. But one of the reasons I was able to learn how to be more generous over the past several years is because I had to safeguard myself from being selfish and greedy. I think there was a time when I was selfish and greedy. Because again, in a vacuum, giving sounds great. It sounded great to me, but in practice, because I wasn't living in a vacuum, I had desires and I had wants and I had ambitions. And what I would do is I would take this money that I knew I should be generous with and I justified spending it on myself. And at some point I had to learn one of the safeguards for me becoming selfish and greedy and self-serving is I needed to be very intentional about being generous, about giving, about blessing somebody that has nothing to offer me in return. And that safeguarded myself against becoming greedy and selfish or continuing to be greedy and selfish. But that was me recognizing that we don't live in a vacuum and also recognizing the flaws in my own wiring. And when we can do that and we execute on that, ah, gosh, it changes everything. So that's, that's really it today. Jeff, thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you for sharing your feedback, both the positive and the negative. Uh, I'm grateful for your friendship that you're able to be honest with me and, and share things that maybe you disagree with or things that, that you question. It means a lot to me that you would do that and that you would give that calculator a shot. And I hope, I hope, too, in your real estate business, maybe this calculator will add value as you're working with clients and help show them the realities and help show them the truth so that when they buy, they buy with even more confidence and even more conviction. And it, it's such a blessing to them. I hope, I hope that they can do that. So thank you, Jeff. Always appreciate it, man. I, I hope everyone um, got some value out of this episode. And we'll see you next time. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on our Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. You can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money, or me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And of course, you can find Meaning Over Money, which is our our financial course for young adults where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning. And not for the money. And that's at meaning over dot money. And we're starting to restructure those. We're starting to break them out into smaller courses, cheaper price points, letting you choose what you want. And so if you wanted to check those out, that's awesome. But if not, that's okay. We're just glad that you're here. And we hope this podcast continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys.